All right. So you should be in my kitchen right now. I just baked some brownies and it smells fantastic. Oh, hell yeah, man. What is it? 420? <laughs> Funny you should say that because I went to the store to grab some beer. Even I wasn't going to drink tonight. Uh-huh. We're, we're, we're recording a little earlier, but, but it is after work hours. And I was like, yeah, I feel like having, you know, one or two. So I went and I grabbed some beer and I was looking and, you know, when I buy beer, I have to look at the ABV because I'm not buying like a 4% beer, you know, like that's uh, beneath you. I'm not drinking the calories. Like what the hell am I going to drink calories for like a four or 5% beer for? Like, no, thank you. So, so I'm looking and I, I wish I could remember what beer it was but you know when usually when beer the abv is posted it's something point something percent right right and it's only taken to that tens place that tenths place of you know this one i'm drinking is 7.7 or you'll see like 5.3 or whatever there i wish i would have paid attention more to what it was but there was a beer that had four point two zero percent and i was like they for sure just put that zero on there so it would say 420 right because 4.2 and 4.20 i mean 4.20 is more precise but they're the same thing right so they they obviously just wanted to put the 420 percent on there which i you know man yeah, I gave him the the old tip of the cap there, but um, but, you but no, buy it though. I, yeah, I mean, it it was still only four point two percent. So right. unless it has like half the calories. So so back years ago, um, uh, before I was drinking a lot of like spirits, uh-huh. so, uh huh. It was mainly beer but when i wanted to marathon drink it was yeah beer, okay which is generally under under five i think or like low fives so uh-huh. um um if you wanted to uh marathon drink like from like noon to midnight, would you drink something like that then? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like if, if I was, you know, when I went, I I went to a tailgate last summer and I knew it was going to be a long day, you know? So then you can't start with these 7% beers right out of the gate. You know, that's how you end up that, like that poor guy at PJ 20 who never made it into the concert. (laughs) (laughs) You know? That's that's how you end up, you know, passed out next to the van, soaked in your own urine because you couldn't get up. Right. Like, that poor guy. But yeah, I mean, because at that point, you know, you're just that's like a throwaway day. You know, you're just you're there to have a good time. You're not worried about the calories or anything. You know, you just want to enjoy the day and you're going to enjoy the day more if you're drinking a four or five percent beer than you are a seven percent beer. Yeah, maybe by the maybe by the end of the night, you switch to the seven. But but with with. Like, do you do you ever do marathon drinking with spirits? Um, 
Not, so, <clears throat> it's a little different now. I mean, because if I, I haven't marathon drank in a long time, actually. I mean, yeah, but uh, when I kind of switched over, I would, I would just extend the cocktails out. So, no, no, when you're having a, like a cocktail that has like three ounces of uh, alcohol in it, usually it's like, you know, it's going to be at least like 40% alcohol, 50% alcohol, like the ABV total. Um, and I mean, that can like two, two or three in an hour period are going to fuck you up. So, right. No, when you spread them out, you can do it. But, but with spirits, I find, um, when I do that and I feel okay, the like next day I don't feel okay. It's mm -hmm. like, trick your fucking body, right? On you or I mean me. I mean I can have, you know, ten eleven cocktails in a. 12 hour period which sounds like a like a good average and i wake up feeling okay but then i smell food and, and then i want to throw up so i mean uh -huh. it's like it's kind of like not the worst hangover but it's not great either so yeah right yeah yeah i mean if i <clears throat> chose to ma uh, marathon drink i would probably drink like fucking strohs or yeah. like light beer or m maybe a watered down um, cocktail like gin and tonics are good, but then I'm right. It's a lot of carbonation. So, yeah, Stro I, you know, I forgot Stroh's even existed until I was talking to someone uh, like last week that mentioned Stroh's and it, my my uh, my uncle, like when I was a kid. All, like he was the he was the only person I ever knew when I was a kid who like literally drank nothing other than beer. Right. Like all the time it was just beer. And he drank Stroh's. So like whenever I think of Stroh's, I just think of him like, you know, all the time drinking beer, like no matter what time it was. Yeah. And, and you know, at, at first I thought like, how is he not always drunk? Well, cause it's fucking Stroh's and you know, it's a, a pretty low ABV and it is. designed for that, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. I, I, I'd, I'd say I, I, it's a really solid, solid beer though, actually. Um, is it really, I don't, oh, I don't even know if I've had one. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, um, I have some here when this, uh, when, uh, we get things, uh, figured out, um, we'll fucking have some, I, it's a, it's a really good beer. Those like old beers, um, they're, they're like categorized as like shitty, shitty beer, but there, there are some winners there. Like, yeah. um, Stroh's is one of them. I think Ham's is good too. Um, yeah, they're they're kind of like old, old uh, man beers, and yeah, they're I I always still really solid. I think. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I always think of you know two beers I've never had. I've never had just a plain Budweiser. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, I, 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 I've drank a lot of Bud Light, but never just a Budweiser. Mm-hmm. And I've never had Bush beer. <laughs> no okay. Which, well, I mean, that one's... I'm, you know, that one's right. probably not solid, right? That one's fucking... Really fucking bad. Um, well, I mean... I think. I, I just think of both of those from seeing commercials all the time when I was a kid watching right. Cubs baseball. You right. know? Bush, the Bush beer commercials, right. you know. I mean, I mean, I head put, for the mountains of right. Bush beer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I put Bush in with like um, old uh, Milwaukee, which is oh cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. I went in <clears throat> when uh, we were g- golfing like five. Five years ago, we started this thing where, you know, previously we were drinking some pretty good beers, you know, like IPAs. And I remember getting pretty buzzed on the course with um, Robert the Bruce. But, you know, it's 90 out and you don't want to be drinking Robert the Bruce for 18 holes. I mean, you can get pretty ripped like right away by like whole four so <laughs> we started buying shitty beer like ones that we haven't had but you know um you know i've got friends uh that are a little older older than us and they've had them that's like beers right like teenage years and and for yeah. me i'm like holy shit i haven't had these ever but uh we found some really shitty shitty ones but um mike mike found the winner uh this beer called boxer <laughs> and he uh like he told me that he walked into the liquor store out in like burns harbor and uh says hey what's your sh- shittiest beer and the guy apparently without hesitation says, says boxer like <laughs> like like you didn't hesitate it, 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 and he fucking picked up like a 12 pack for like q99 it was some, <laughs> and it is hands down and i've shared it with many other people and uh it is like the fucking worst beer it i swear it has aspartame in it <laughs> it fucking tastes to me like fortune cookies and <laughs> when it's cold when you pop it uh open it's like oh okay it isn't too bad but for some some reason reason it like oxidizes rapidly and it like heats up really rapidly and that shit gets really fucking bad really bad huh yeah that's all right well and but there was one i um uh remember you drank um or maybe you only had it once or twice but it was a saint Pauli girl oh yeah we used to drink saint Pauli girl all the time that was what uh when I first started drinking, I didn't start drinking until after I was 21. Right. Yeah. But yeah, like the summer of 99, we had numerous nights where we were drinking St. Pauli Girl. Well, 
Yeah, uh, so that was one of the beers uh, that I, uh, you know, um, I think our friend Lauren picked up, uh, and we were golfing in Hobart, and that that was bad. I thought, yeah, really fucking bad. Now, I'd be interested to have have you try it now like years right afterwards and maybe a change or something i don't know yeah well i mean I, you know back then i wouldn't drink the crap that i'm drinking now you right. know i that so i'm sure that it's probably gross because you know i was drinking that in ice house right. and oh, um, oh ice house is real bad yeah, and I can't, I can't, St. Pauli Girl Ice House, and there was one other one, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I'll, you know, well, I, I want to go golfing. I mentioned to you, you know, and out on the show that I want to go golfing sometime. I'm, I'm not a golfer, you know, I, I don't, but I just have an itch to go golfing sometime. So maybe we'll, uh, if we can figure out when to go. Yes, we'll, absolutely. We'll we'll choose a, a shitty beer and report back on on how it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, Saint Saint Pauli girl boxer beer, Bush beer, Drury's. What Drury's? Yeah, yeah. Um, Drury's is an old ass beer, but it's really bad. It's uh, uh, it's rivals boxer. Um, okay. Yeah. One of the best ones that that I actually like is um, Blatt's. So okay. Blatt's, uh, that's an old-ass old beer, but the only place I can find it at is uh, this, this liquor store by uh, Midway Airport. So <laughs> I don't really drive out there too, yeah. too often, but I... Um, did make a special stop there after a trip one time and I picked up a case. <laughs> <laughs> I went to this, um, like five years ago, I went to this, um, hole in the wall, like tavern on the North side mm -hmm. and ended up, you know, it was late at night. We were the only two people in there. And it was the the kind of place where they probably serve only beers like that, but in an unironic fashion. Right, right. <laughs> you know? And it, I just remember thinking, like, looking to see what they had, and like, you know, nothing here is any is going to be anything that I usually drink. And I ended up getting uh, Miller Light, and that seemed like you know the high end beer that, <laughs> that they had, but. Yeah, you can definitely go shitty with beers pretty quick. Oh yeah. All right. All right. Well, obviously it's easy it's easy for us to talk about beers. Um All right, let's see. Where should we go from here? How about Well, actually, actually I had a interesting observation yesterday. So, okay. So I uh leave work and uh, I'm thirsty, and, uh, and I want some caffeine, so I stop into CVS and um, put my mask on. 
where I was at, I kind of expected that uh, I would be the only person with it on, but a lot of people had it on. I was actually shocked. But anyway, I'm like walking out and I read this sign. No, um, due to a coin shortage from the U.S. Mint, no, we can't give change, blah, 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 whatever the right. sign said. And and yeah. I'm just like, hang on a second. Did I read this first part? A coin shortage? So, to me, okay... How the hell is there a coin shortage? Like, who 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 is? And I'm sure that there are people out there right now, but but the encouraged form of currency is to use plastic of some sort, or your or your iPay or Google Pay or whatever. People don't want to handle handle your cash. Okay, fine. Okay, because of COVID, but. So to me, with without having handing out a ton of change, why is why is there a coin shortage? So so I did some research on it, and they're blaming it in like just like the whole fucking toilet paper thing. Well, people's habits change. They're they're blaming it on um, people that are not changing in their change to the uh, banks and those uh, money machines. So you're fucking telling me that so many people in our country collect coins and jars and shit, and they're the ones that are in control of the coin currency because (laughs) when they exchange it for dollar bills, it floods the market that much i like i don't understand like yeah i mean i definitely see your point and i never thought of it but then if you think about it like in every bank and even at meyer they have those like coin star things right for people to dump their coins in uh-huh so, you know, there must be a fair, if there's an entire business centered around it, Coinstar, there must be a fair amount of people that do it. But it does seem like a dying habit. Correct. You know? Because like Coinstar, you know, I remember them like setting up shop at Al's, Al's in the like right. maybe 1998 or whatever it was. So... But it like, do your kids like even fucking know what paper money is? I mean, <laughs> do they know what the hell a fucking quarter is? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that is like not using currency. Okay. Right. So, and once again, with currency being discouraged, paper and coin currency which would mean like and those like coin stars because of the like the change in habits seem like i don't know not just like old people were used so 
Like, are right. old people in control of a fucking coin currency in this country? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's Meyer is doing the same thing. Like, the Meyer self check lanes do not accept cash at this point. Right. That started like a couple weeks ago. And they have two cash only lanes that are designed for people that usually go to the self check and can't go. Um, But this is actually part of the, you know, wider um, COVID conspiracy theory. Okay. That, you know, people think the same, you know, COVID idiots who think that, they, you don't have to wear masks or whatever, are convinced that the coin shortage doesn't really exist. And this is part of the government's effort to phase out actual money and to turn everything into electronic money as part of, you know, the new world order or whatever. Right. So... Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not going that far. I just no, I just no, no, no. Somebody fucked up somewhere. Like <laughs> <laughs> somebody operating I, the coin press is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I don't know what the answer is because like coins are around, like paper money isn't around that long. I remember hearing like a, a you know a dollar bill, a paper money has a lifespan of like a year on average. Oh, really? You know? Yeah, before it has to, before it gets worn out and has to, you know, be replaced. Oh, holy shit. But whereas, you know, coins last a, a long time, right, right. you know, and I have, I have, you know, in my little, like, whatever cup in my car, I throw, you know, I use it as my Diet Coke fund when I, now I just pay with a card for everything, but occasionally I'll have money in there and I have, I, save coin and i i was for a while i was trying to like collect pennies for like years and years and years you know like a different get one penny per year for how as far back as i could go and i would regularly see pennies from like you know the 70s 60s 70s like i had tons of them you know so those things last a really long time but um so it doesn't seem like that they should be making that many of them so it doesn't seem like that there should be a shortage if people aren't somehow hoarding them. But I'm with you. Like, are there that many people that aren't, you know, although maybe, you know, if, yeah, because if you're not paying with cash, you're not getting coins back. Right. So, I mean, it should like fucking equal out like. Right. It should equal out. So really the only explanation would be then that people, who are hoarding them aren't going in and regularly cashing them in. Um, right, and how often were they regularly cashing in? Because at some point, especially with with like Coinstar, it's a fucking loss. Right. The, the the like more you use it, the more they make off of you. That's how I picture it. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah wrong with my math i mean shit i took calculus fucking three times in college so <laughs> i can i am not a beautiful mind over here <laughs> i just wonder i it just yeah to me it would even out but yeah i don't know 
And it, it could just be also one of those things that is was just going to naturally occur and it just happened to occur at this time. And now they're just trying to come up with a reason of why they think it's happening. Right. You know, maybe it would have happened without COVID. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know but either. I, I'm with you. It does seem like a suspect explanation for that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm also not going to go as far as it's part of the. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a heat. To me, I don't think like paper money going away ever. No, people think that, but I mean, there's there like I think that the black market fucking dictates a lot of shit. I mean, yeah. And when I say black market, I'm talking like any any shady ass shit, like right. I mean, if like if paper, sorry, like you know, like like if I'm buying five fucking bricks of cocaine, I'm not using my goddamn <laughs> credit card. Like that's right. <laughs> and after I buy the cocaine, what the hell am I going to snort it with if right. I don't have a dollar bill? Exactly. And how are you supposed to pay strippers if you don't have cash? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> fucking. I, I, that's why they all have fucking ATMs because they want <laughs> cash. So cash is, <laughs> cash is going nowhere, ever. <laughs> well, thanks thanks to <laughs> cocaine and strippers, right. it's never going to well, be in. <laughs> I want to find a strip club that has a Coinstar machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, and the the other part of that is like you, you're not gonna you're not gonna trust the drug dealers or the strippers with your credit card information anyway. Right. So you, you know, even if they gave you that option, it's like no, I'm not giving you my credit card information. So right. you can you know charge me double or whatever. Here, have a have some cold hard cash. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Coins. There's got. I bet there's a strip club somewhere that has a coin star. We'll have to. And, and I bet somebody has has used it. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. They're like hauling in like one of those like Hinkley and Schmidt like five gallon water bottles. <laughs> and then <laughs> you know, there's some guy somewhere that has a Hinkley and Schmidt five gallon bottle in his bedroom with a, a, a little handwritten sign on it that says like strip club fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every day, that's how he like gets the joy is like throwing a handful of change in there, and he's like, "I'm one day closer to right. going to the strip club." Right. You know? Oh man, that poor son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> he's well. Maybe that's the problem is that because strip clubs aren't open, people aren't trading in their cash for to go to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> We've got it what figured if we out. Figured it out. We damn see all we had to do was talk through it. That's funny. All right. Well, don't hold on to your cash. Trade it in. Right. Uh I saw this this story today about there was this I guess Demi Moore posted a picture on Twitter of her recording some podcast. And she was recording it in her bathroom. And okay. speaking of strippers, Demi Moore from uh, what sh- what movie was that? Uh, 
drip tease or yeah it might have been yeah question or what the fuck was that movie with robert redford oh, oh uh proposal okay, yeah i million dollar could <laughs> it's how often i watch movies <laughs> million dollar question <laughs> well it's something like that you right. know is that uh yeah it was strip tease 1996 okay. um but she, so she, and she posted a picture on Twitter of her recording this podcast okay. in her bathroom, okay, well, which was carp- which was carpeted, okay, and she was in this fancy bathroom, and everybody was like, was like, why the hell do you have carpet in your bathroom? Yeah, which is is pretty gross, but when we moved into my house when I was a kid in 1988, when I was 10 years old in South Haven. The upstairs bathroom had carpeting. Right. Which just seems like such a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, it you know, sounds great in the winter, um, but yeah, right. I mean, it's just like you're, yeah, it's just not good. I mean, and that's, that's what she said. I forget where the house was, like Idaho or something, right. or probably fucking Montana, like we talked about last time. Right. But she said that, like, you know, it gets chilly. So, when they got the house, they, it had carpet and they just didn't swap it out. But right. Because I'm sure she's you no know, hurting on cash and right. can't put right. in a fucking heated floor. I mean, I yeah. can, I can, <laughs> I can let your upstairs bathroom slide. Okay. Right. But I'm not going to let, let that go. That's just whatever. I th- I think she fucking likes it. I think she, yeah likes the carpet in her fucking bathroom and no yeah thing because like who yeah yeah well yeah it's either just she likes it or she's lazy it's not for lack of resources yeah Yeah, well i mean needs to do it yeah well when i when i moved in here you know i talked about how i was itching to change the toilet seat Mm because somebody else lived here beforehand and if I lived in a house and moved in and there was carpeting in the bathroom, I wouldn't move in until I, until I swapped that out. Right. You know, like I'm going to go in a bathroom with carpet. You, you know, what kind of shit is growing in there? That's got to be disgusting. Yeah. And, um, we did like in, in my, in my childhood home, we did get rid of that carpeting pretty quickly. I mean, it wasn't up there. And, in our defense, it was a half bath. So there was no shower or bathroom or anything there, right. you know, which makes it a little easier because people aren't, you know, I don't know. But did you ever, ever have uh, one of those um, sponge toilet seats? Those like softer ones? They were like, yeah. they were like the, like the covering, was it like plasticky? it was like vinyl or something yeah yeah it was like sponge sponge on the inside yeah and that was when i went to buy the toilet seat when i moved in here they only had wooden ones and those spongy ones like i don't like we've always had those hard ones those no what i call mm, normal toilet seats yeah just the plastic ones right 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 those like sponge ones are like weird like yeah i don't know they like soak up your 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 ass sweat and (laughs) 
do you really like to me it's really just, want that? It, I, I just think like how much time are you spending on the toilet that you have to have a comfortable toilet seat like right. that you well, know I mean, i'm sure that it helps out if you have the like resources i mean why not just get a custom fit toilet seat i I thought i thought you were gonna say if you have the resources go ahead and buy a sponge one i was gonna say how the hell much do you think those things cost nobody get a sponge toilet seat (laughs) do you i bet if there's not a company that makes custom fit toilet seats there should be oh hell yeah they just like mold to your ass Mm -hmm. that's a great idea it is Good, good thinking, man. Hey, man, I'm on top of it. Um, so what was she, is is um, that her regular recording area for the podcast? Uh, well, it, it was a, uh, she was just doing like two episodes of some special podcast or something like that. Right. So I don't think she normally does it. And she recorded it in there because the acoustics were better, she said, which, right. you know, it's a, I mean, it was a big bathroom big bathroom but it probably helps having you know it's probably this uh really important podcast it's like heartfelt and she's like doing all the (laughs) shit and oh what's up with your fucking bathroom carpet like (laughs) no it it was um (laughs) i think the name of the podcast was like dirty diana or something and it was like a narrative podcast about a woman who <laughs> has a carpeted fucking bathroom. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's one dirty Diana. No, it was something about like a woman who like takes people's phone calls or something. Let's see. Dirty Diana podcast. Um, a sex positive podcast that tells the story of a marriage on the brink of collapse and the hard work that, I don't know something. I'm not going to click on it. That's just the preview. But um, so I, I don't know. Dirty Diana. After you listen to all the more later episodes, you can listen to Dirty Diana and know that Demi Moore was in her bathroom when she recorded it. Well, we can. I mean, but if that gets you to listen, Brian and I can totally just go hang out in our separate bathrooms and record a podcast. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, it would be quite echoey, but... Wouldn't that be funny, a podcast when we're both just like sitting on the toilet? Well, uh, <laughs> what do you think I'm doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> Eating a bologna sandwich. Oh, right, 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 right. A piece of pizza. <laughs> Might as well feed it as it's coming out. <laughs> That's disgusting. Um. All right. Carpeted. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say about that one time on the way back from Florida, I stopped at a rest area just outside Atlanta. I think it was just south of Atlanta. And I walked into the bathroom and they had carpeted walls in the rest stop bathroom. Which might be the worst idea in the history of the world. Right. Like carpeted walls anywhere is a bad idea. Carpeted walls in a bathroom is a horrible idea. 
Carpeted walls in a public bathroom is even worse. And carpeted walls in a public rest stop bathroom. You're like, it's like a science experiment. Like how much disgustingness can we trap in this? You know, how, no, thank you. Yeah. How can we get this room as filthy as possible? Right. (laughs) How can we turn it into a living Petri dish? Exactly. And luckily I went in there by myself. My kids didn't, they, I mean, they were really little, so they didn't come in and they must not have had to go to the bathroom or actually it might've even been before I had kids. It might've been just when I had, um, just when Emily was like, I mean, obviously I had kids, but not, not, not boys that were coming into the bathroom with me. So maybe that was it. I don't know, but it was, um, it was quite disgusting. So Carpeted walls in bathrooms. Um, I thought I was going to say something else about that. What the fuck was I going to say? Carpeted wall. I'm going to have to cut this out. Oh, no, I know. Um, in, I was listening to an old WTF podcast today, and Mark Marin was talking about uh, he got off the subway uh, at a stop in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and there were people, there were you know subway workers there, that were hosing down the, the tile walls of the subway of like the tunnel leading to the subway. Okay. And he said that there was like, you know, it was high pressure hoses. So it just made this like mist of water, like throughout the like tunnel. Can you just imagine how disgusting that mist was? Oh God. Yeah. And he accidentally like walking through it. Right. And like, you have no choice. Like you're in the tunnel. Like it's a mist of this shit that's on the, you know, I'm, oh, that I, I just cringed thinking about it. Like that's so disgusting, you know, the, that's like the, uh, and he, he said it was like, and it's what I thought. It's like the, uh, you know, the, like, um, what's the word called? Like the, the, like sea that, like the primordial sea that, you know, mm-hmm. who knows what's in it and who, what's going to lead to it or whatever. Oh, disgusting. Yeah. That, um, yeah. That's pretty gross. Yeah. I'm glad I haven't seen anything like that. Um, all right. I was in Meyer the other day and there's a new cereal product made by Kellogg's. And it's called Kellogg's Mashups. Okay. And it's a box with Frosted Flakes and Fruit Loops inside. Frosted Flakes. Okay. And I want to punch them in the face because, like, they're just stealing my idea. Like, I've been combining cereals for years. My kids were raised to combine cereals. (laughs) And now these assholes are just like putting two cereals in a box. They better not be charging more for it because it's nothing original. Well, I mean, when you have the the uh, cereal resources that Kellogg's has. <laughs> you know what? It, what would be interesting to know? And by interesting, I mean, nobody on earth probably cares about it except for me. But I would be interested to know is, you know, if one cereal is more expensive than the other, like let's say Frosted Flakes is more expensive than Fruit Loops. If they put more of the Fruit Loops in the box than the Frosted Flakes, but then sell it for like, 
you know, if they're actually making more off of it. Right. Because they're they're ripping you off of the good stuff. Like how, you know, this cereal called um, Special K with red berries. Oh, yeah. Have you ever had that? Um, I used to eat that. Yeah. It's it's Special K with strawberries. Right. And they're dried out. and Dried strawberries. Dry. Right. But when it first came out, it had raspberries in it too. No, oh, really? It was strawberries and raspberries. This is like early 2000s. And then at some point, they just took the raspberries out. Okay. I'm sure it was just too expensive to get dried raspberries because raspberries are more expensive than strawberries. Right. Which is why it's called Special K with red berries and not Special K with strawberries. Because they used to have more than one berry in it. And then the fuckers said, well, we'll just call it. We'll just take the raspberries out. And why is why were there not protests in the street over this? Were you buying it? Yeah, I was eating it regularly. And then just like one day, oh, no fucking raspberries anymore. Yeah. yeah, It's unconscionable. I mean, you're. (laughs) taking it pretty hard Uh, (laughs) (laughs) well i mean it was 20 years ago so i'm mostly over it but it's it's one of those things that's you know just always under the surface and if you poke at it just right at just the right time it can get still get a it's it can still get pretty sensitive so right and and i mean to me it's like why fuck with a good thing for fucking profit that's why oh yeah Cutting corners. <laughs> hey, cutting fucking corners. We that's it, we, yes. We've that's what you were talking it. about. Yeah. Yes. Like fucking Boeing in the airplanes, yeah. man. Yeah, I mean we've talked about it here several several fucking times. Whether it's an airplane company, a cereal company, a fucking potato chip company, shoe company, car company. Fucking cutting corners is that's capitalism. That is that's capitalism. capitalism. Yep. Yep. That's it. All right. Here, we're gonna do a little never before on the podcast. And I'm gonna taste one of these brownies that I just made. Oh yeah. It should be nice and cool. So let's see how they taste. All right. All I'm right. Sure, I'm sure everyone's just, you know, on the edge of their seat trying to, you know, wait in. These are made from scratch. Can you hear me still? Yeah. All right. These are made from scratch. No pot, just brownie. And they're good. Can you give me um, the uh, the Guy Fieri version? Um. Uh, no, I guess I can't. Okay. I <laughs> this is, this is the only thing holding me back from having a, a food network show. Okay. Here, I'll tell you what happened when I picked up the, the brownie, the top came off of it. Okay. The crispy, you know, everybody, you like that crispy part of the brownie and the brownie is so well developed. The top actually came off of it. So you have this crispy top. And this soft, chewy, almost gooey inside that is 
both sides are delicious. But here, let me see if I can if the microphone will pick up the the crisp snap of the of the oh, top man. of the brownie. Hang on. I hear it. You heard it? All right. Oh yeah, I heard it. That's the top. And now this is the inside. Mm. I, Much less status. Although there is breathing on, on uh, that one. <laughs> there is a little bit of the edge of the brownie that is a little bit crisp too. So if you want to make these brownies, it's Mark Bittman's recipe from the New York Times, which I actually doubled because I it called for an eight by eight pan and I only had a 13 by nine. So it's twice the real estate in a 13 by nine pan than an eight by eight pan. So I doubled it and it took much longer to cook, but it was good. So there you go, brownies. I saw this episode of America's Test Kitchen years ago where they did a taste test of boxed brownies versus their recipe of brownies. Okay. And everybody chose boxed brownies. Um. Do you think it's because that's what they're used to? Yeah. 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 The, the familiarity with right, it. Right. Right. But so then America's Test Kitchen said, you know, the purpose of a recipe is to please people and to make something that tastes good. So then they set out to create a homemade recipe that duplicates the taste of boxed brownies. Did they figure it out? They 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 claimed they did. They that's just had what, to cut a few corners. they're like here's the recipe go to the store buy a box of betty crocker brownies and cook the fucker that's it but no these mark Bittman brownies they're good they're uh and they're made with homemade butter that me and the the kids and me made last night the kids and i made last night damn that's all you like churning and shit that's on the list of things to do this summer was make homemade butter so we just poured some heavy whipping cream in a um in a um what are those the canning jars bells okay is that what they are uh ball no ball 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 jar whatever (laughs) a canning jar and then we just took turns shaking the hell out of it wow and heavy whipping cream shaking long enough becomes butter so there you go and then you can you can use that butter to make brownies and how how is your um list working are you checking (laughs) a lot of things off i thought we were okay um it seems like that it seems like we've done a lot you know the other day we did i arranged this um town-wide treasure hunt where I went around town and hid clues in various places that led to a treasure. And that was a lot of fun. And, um, on Sunday we tried to do a hike at a state park in Illinois, but it was just too muddy and too many people. So we're not checking that off. We're going to have to go back and do it. But it seems like we've done a lot. But then the other night I was like, all right, let's see, let's count this up and see how our progress is. I have 58 things on the wall, okay? Mm-hmm. The homemade butter last night was the, was the 20th thing that we've done. Holy shit, dude. I, I got to get to work. Right. I mean, 38 more things to do. And like, 
a lot of these are because, you know, a lot of them, we've got the easy shit out of the way. Okay. You know, now we're at the point of like, you know, watch sunrise from Chicago and sunset from Michigan. All right. I got to get these asshole kids up for a sunrise. <laughs> what are the chances of that? <laughs> but, um, and like stay up all night. Now, my hope is that we can do like stay up all night go to a restaurant after midnight and watch sunrise all in a, all in the oh, same night. Right. Right. Have like one really kick-ass night. What's your like most, what well, your like oddest one. Um, <clears throat> most odd one. Well, the, the one that's least likely to happen, I think is make a movie. Okay. Like it, I, I would like to, you know, actually try to make a movie, but I've talked to the kids about it and like, I'm like, all right, well, let's try and write this script together. And I've pitched a couple of script ideas and like, they've never, they don't know how to write a script. So, I, you know, I think it's going to be, if we do it, it's just going to be, you know, me doing it and, and telling them what to do. But, and, and if that's what it is, that's fine. Okay. Here's the, here's, here's the one that might be the, the other, I, kind of odd and difficult thing to do a day eating only foods you've never tried. Okay. Which actually, I, I mean, with kids, I'm sure that would be a lot harder. Um, well, I mean, what I have in mind is that you're literally not eating anything that you haven't tried before, mm-hmm. but it's very difficult to come up with foods that you haven't tried unless you're talking about like exotic meats. Like I've thought, okay, I can order like, you know, some elk and some rabbit and some other stuff and feed them that. And that's fine. Right. But like, I mean, my, my daughter's a vegetarian and I'm not going to make her eat that stuff, you know? Right. Well, yeah, you can walk around like Meyer and like, well, like have you ever kids have, have, have like, like deviled ham ever see i don't that's the thing is like i don't i don't know like they've had ham okay so fucking deviled ham is not there's what the fuck is deviled ham exactly (laughs) it's it's the shit in the can i mean i don't know what it is so basically like spam yeah have you ever had deviled ham oh yeah Okay. Like as kids, we used to eat it. Um, I mean, I could give them like like stuff from that. I remember your niece used to love um, like um, dried fish or something, right? Um, yeah, maybe. I can't remember what it was, but I mean, your sister said that she used to love some kind of like dried fish that were like chips or something, but they were oh, actually. Oh, was it the dried squid? It might have been. Uh, it might have been. That she just like snacked on it, like yeah, like, it like was squid jerky. That's so good. Mm. Yeah. So like things, you know, I can do things like that, and you know, maybe there's some vegetables that they haven't had, like. Um, I don't know. I can't even, you know, some, I, they probably haven't had like, you know, collard greens or, um, mustard greens or what's the colorful, the really colorful greens, um, rainbow greens, rainbow. It is rainbow something rainbow. Uh, 
I can't, I can't remember what it is. But yeah, I mean, we could do things like that. So I don't know. But uh, let's see. Let's look at the list. Start, start and finish a puzzle. We've had this puzzle on my kitchen table for like three weeks now. It's a thousand pieces. We're working on it. I want to get that done because I'm tired of eating dinner on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, a nighttime hike. That'll be fun. Hiking in the dark somewhere. Uh, French fry taste test. All right. Let me, maybe you have a solution for this, or maybe you can be part of this. Okay. The French fry taste test is the idea is to go to all these different restaurants and get fries and bring them together and taste them and see which is the best. Right. Yeah. Have we talked about this? Um, I think we might've talked about it off off the podcast, okay. but we talked about the issue is, you know, you really want to, there's no way to preserve them. Like one of them won't right. be fresh and well, all of them won't be. And it's kind of not a good comparison. Right. Yeah. So I was going to do this the other night and then it occurred to me, like, if we go to like six places, mm-hmm. And wait in line like seven or eight minutes in each place. Like you're you're pushing an hour there, you know, before you're and that's just not a fair comparison. So really what you need is like a bunch of people going to like one or two different one or two places and bringing them all back at the same time, you know. Right. So that's going to take some organization, but we'll see. Um, All right. Well, I mean, I can go through this list all night, but let's move on to something else. Um, we talked about cereal, which pisses me off, but whatever. Oh, oh, I actually hear him right now. Cicadas. I am obsessed with cicadas. Do, Do you, do you like, there is almost no sound more summery than cicadas. Like I look forward to this sound. Yeah. 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 I mean, the the only bad thing about it is that it never happens until after July 1st. Right. So you're on like the downslope of summer by the time cicadas come. But like my kids know how much I love cicadas so much that they're like, you know, and I always tell them like, you hear that? That's the sound of summer. So like now they associate cicadas with me and the sound of summer. So really what I've done is after I'm dead, Every time my kids think of hear cicadas, they're going to think of me. Was uh, that your plan the whole time? It wasn't my plan, but it just occurred to me right. <laughs> like, you know, a couple of years ago. I'm like, I've so conditioned these kids because I don't even have to say anything anymore. Like if they just hear a cicada, they'll be like, hey, it's the sound of summer. Or I'll be like, hey, do you guys know what that noise is? And they're like, the sound of summer. So like. I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's definitely an impact on their lives. So if nothing else, I've, and, and like, do you remember the whole thing about like 17 year cicadas or something and about how, you know, they come out? Yeah. Well, I mean, um, um, there are multiple species that come out in parts of the country or world. Right. Which really, yeah. Which I didn't know. Yeah. And like not only not only different parts of the country, but like at different cycles too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the um there's there's a 
special one that's coming out this year, if they have or haven't, I don't know. And and I can't even quite remember. I want to say uh, that it's in the southeast, but I could be wrong. Um, and the, like, I think they have some like maybe a nine year cycle or something. Okay. Um, I don't know. I read an article on it a few months ago, and yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, they're just so cool because they're just such tiny bugs. I mean, they're not that tiny, but they're, you know, they're just regular sized bugs, but they make such huge noise, right. you know, for this, they're compared to their size. So, so, so I was right on the area, but wrong, wrong on the cycle. They're the, in um, Virginia, West Virginia, in North Carolina, they're, they're have, having their 17 year ones uh come up so okay that's that's always the number that i think about is 17 year cicadas but i know that there are ones that have shorter cycles than that yeah yeah and they're cool looking i mean they they are and i don't think i've really seen one like live just oh really yeah yeah even even when we have ours, I don't see them. Um, I've every year we end up finding one, at least one or two that are dead. Okay. Like near, near the end of the year. And it's always cool just because they, they're, they like, I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know how they die, but like, I don't know what happens, but frequently they're just like outside the front door like completely intact and they, they look alive, but then like you go to pick them up and they don't move, you know, and it's, they're just so cool to see. Cause they're, you know, you can't imagine that they're making so much noise, but right. they're pretty awesome. Um, and I used to know, cause like sometimes they're sometimes I can't remember the relation between like cicadas and locusts. Yeah. I don't know. I, a cicada is a locust or a locust is a kind of cicada or something like that. I don't know. Kind of the whole, whole, whole like bourbon is whiskey, but not, uh, not all whiskeys are bourbon. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, um, my kids have been obsessed with, well, two shows lately on Netflix, um, supermarket sweep. Wait, wait What? Yeah, from Supermarket Sweep from the early 90s is on Netflix. And they're just like replaying it. Yep, (laughs) yep, just regular old Supermarket Sweep. How did they get hooked on this? I I turned it on for them the other night and I was like, hey, let's watch this show. Because, you know, I I do the grocery shopping side, you know, side job thing. And I told them like, this is, this is sometimes what it feels like when I'm doing grocery shopping. And like, you know, I have this list, I have to race through the store to get all this shit as fast as I can. And so they, and they love it. You know, it's, it's, (laughs) there's not much of a show there. really. I mean, (laughs) did you watch it when you were a kid? I have, I, uh, I watched, no, probably over life. 30 or 40 of them. I mean, I'm okay. Yeah. So you get, you get the gist of oh, it. Yeah, and totally. 
And, you know, it's I mean, the coolest thing to me is seeing and I, I always love this is seeing like the old style logos of all of these things. Okay, right. And some of the old packaging, you know, right. And just to see like what the Diet Coke bottles used to look like right. or like the Teddy Graham's box, you know, and that stuff is just cool to me. But um, and it's also cool to see the people on there. You know, because it's it's early 90s. So they the people look atrocious, you know, like <laughs> serious, like the women have horrible hair. The men have everybody's the men have horrible haircuts too. the everybody's like, wearing these obnoxious clothes with just disgusting colors. And it's just like didn't the contestants like ha- have to have to wear like these like really bright colored sweatshirts? you know what not on this season i wonder if that was i when you say that i remember i do remember that but on the i don't know what season we're watching but it's it's definitely a later season because they keep making a big deal about how it's the new supermarket sweep and they have these new games and stuff so but i i i forgot about it until you just said that because they would wear they would be like color-coded teams Right, right yeah yeah but that's not the case in what in what's on Netflix now. Right. So I don't I don't know Hope what happened. Up to what's his name? What's that? The host. The host. Yeah. Uh, David. I can't remember his name. Um, Rubrecht or something like okay. that. Um. Let's see. God, I I hope we're not gonna. I hope we're not about to see bad news about David Rubrecht. Uh, oh gosh, it was on through 2000. He's an American television actor and game show host known primarily as Supermarket Sweep. Yeah. He's 71 now. Yeah. Oh, wow. That, that, wow. So he, he didn't, he didn't just do Supermarket Sweep. He acted a little bit too. Let's see. Anything... Well, I mean, he's he's only done a dozen things in Supermarket Sweep. He was in an episode of the Drew Carey show. But anyway, um, oh, he was in an episode of Family Matters. Hell yeah, fucking early. And Beverly Hills 90210. He's got to be the only person to be in Beverly Hills 90210 and Family Matters. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a range. That is. Um... But yeah, so we've been watching Supermarket Sweep and we've been watching Jeopardy. Okay. Are, is, which, is Jeopardy on there also? Jeopardy's on Netflix too. When does, does it pick up in like, like, like in like season one is. No, it's, it's, um, I think it's, I think they're episodes from like 2016. Oh. Just from a couple of the clues. Yeah, um, right. But I want to watch earlier Jeopardy from the 80s and see if I can answer them. If I'm yes, uh, if I'm still not that smart or (laughs) as I've gotten older, I'm a little wiser. I that is one of the questions I always have, because I remember watching Jeopardy as a kid and thinking, like, how the hell do people know the answers to these, you know? But like watching Jeopardy now, I know 
way more than half the answer. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, like to the point, it seems like that they're making it easier. Right. And that's been my question. Like, have they dumbed this down or am I just smarter? Right. And I, I, I was so annoyed at my kid, at my sons, you know, they're 13 and 15. Uh-huh. And the episodes that we were watching, this one guy won like 12 episodes in a row. He won like $260,000 before he got beat. And he just happened to be a, a student at the university where I work also. Mm-hmm. So, um, but they were so amazed that he just kept answering all of these questions and he would answer, you know, like seven questions in a row and they'd be like, how does he know this? And I'm like, Hey, you jerks. I'm answering all of these questions too. (laughs) You're so amazed at this guy on TV. Like your dad sitting on the couch knows these answers too. Give me some goddamn credit. You don't have a buzzer and (laughs) exactly. I don't have Aren't I uh, answering with like what is anti uh, 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 man? I mean, you're <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm just saying. Yeah, maybe I should start phrasing everything right. as a question. But um, and I do think that there is probably some because we watched this episode last night where this poor guy, this poor older guy, was on there, and he went through almost the entire first round without opening his mouth i mean and like you know that guy's smarter than that right but there is you know there's the timing issue of being the first to buzz in but then there's just like the comfort issue of being on tv and doing this but hey you know that's fucking competition and that shit happens you got fucking dream (laughs) and that's part of the goddamn game don't feel (laughs) bad for him that's right. Yeah, right. The fucking cream rises to the top, man. Exactly. So, oh god, that fucking reminds me. <laughs> the cream rises to the top. Oh yeah, <laughs> like Macho Man had had one of the best <laughs> cream rises to the top uh, in the interviews ever. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where, like, what the hell is he talking about? Oh, got it. All right. Well, now we have to we have to we have to hunt that down. The Macho Man cream rises oh, to yeah. the top. I have a I have a an awesome Macho Man T-shirt that I don't wear. Actually, I know that our friend Derek, a, a, a loyal listener, he's got the ma- same Macho Man T-shirt. I think he's posted it. Uh, post posted a picture of himself wearing nice. it before. I like how you said though, like. Oh, that reminds me. Like you've been you've been chomping at the bit to bring up Macho Man. Well, no, but like when I hear like the phrase "cream cream of the crop" or "the cream rises to the top," I like think of Macho Man. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Just because of that, like one interview with Gene Okerlund. Those remember how <laughs> they would do like promotional. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and like so, he he's just like rambling on. Like one of the best things is to to go on YouTube, of course, and like watch a compilation of the Macho Man. And yeah. one of them, he he's just like rambling on, like total nonsense, and he <laughs> starts to talk about cream rising to the top. It's fucking fantastic. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I mean the the Macho Man, R.I.P. Macho Man, R.I.P. Mean Gene Okerlund. Um, but yeah, the, those Macho Man inter- the only the only ones that compare to Macho. Well, Hulk Hogan had some great in oh, yeah. some great right. interviews like that. But the Ultimate Warrior had some great ones too. Yeah. Like yes. that guy was just like nonsense all oh, throughout. Yeah. You know, R.I.P. Ultimate Warrior too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of RIPs. There's a like, do you know how many wrestlers from our childhood are dead? Oh, yeah. Like, Shit time. way more than 50% of the ones that we would just like name, right. you know? And a lot of them, you know, that's what steroids will do to you for a lot of them, you yeah. know? But uh, not all of them. I mean, some of them were just, were just unrelated. But the fact that Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair are still around is just like, well, yeah, I mean, amazing. Like, Ric Flair, I think, no, I had, no, I've talked about it here, here right. before. And like, I think Ric Flair as a performer and athlete, like is he, yeah, the guy was, what he's like second to none, man. Amazing. Yeah. And, yeah. And, I mean, he was, doing it at an older age too so yeah yeah Yeah, for sure but i mean they're they're the last two like huge superstars Mm -hmm. still left you know like i can't even you know all the all the other andre the giant and randy savage and ultimate warrior and like all these other guys are dead but you have rick flair and hulk hogan still still kicking so anyway all right, man. Are you drinking anything, or did you uh, did you did you choose not to? No, I chose not to. I haven't eaten today, so um, uh, probably drinking without eating isn't always recommended with me. So I am <laughs> um, having some ice cold water. So nice water, way like, to be oh, responsible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why is it ice cold? Well, <laughs> funny that I ask ask that uh you know it's you know it's fucking ice cold because of laying ice okay that'll do it no you know people turn their water faucets on or their you know fancy water purifiers it comes out cold it tastes okay but i mean if you want to make this next level water laying ice make your drink (laughs) happy make your Make your mouth happy, playing ice. Next level. Yep. Next level. That's awesome. All right. Well, that's another episode. Thank you for listening. Come back soon and tell a friend. And uh, if you're one of those irresponsible listeners who have not yet left us a rating or review on your favorite podcast app or on iTunes or whatever, then get on it. All right. How many how many hours have you listened to us and you haven't reviewed us yet? Come on. Okay, it's not a good idea to yell at the listeners. Yeah. So anyway, thanks. Thanks for listening. Come back soon and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>